When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is January 21st, 2019. This is the Wrestling Inc. podcast, the go-home raw before the Royal Rumble. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Raj Geary, Mr. Matt Morgan, coming along in a minute here. Raj, you pumped? You pumped for Sunday in the Rumble? Did tonight do its job? Man, no. Uh, dude, I didn't, for some reason, I'd completely forgotten. It was kind of the go-home for the Rumble. Um, geez, yeah, I, I thought it wasn't anything special. I didn't think it was a, necessarily a bad show, but... Uh, Definitely nothing, nothing special. Yeah, Mr. Matt Morgan, how's it going? Hey guys, how are you? Doing well. Back from back. vacation. How was the rest of the trip? I wasn't on vacation. I was uh, conducting business for my normal day job. Uh, oh, international. Nice international sales meeting. Yeah. Well, nice. I hope you had a little fun. I didn't get in the sun once. Wow. I know, right? That's blasphemous. Anyway. So, uh, what y'all think of the show? It had ups, it had downs. Um, I don't know. I, I have mixed feelings going into Sunday, and I love the Royal Rumble, but I really don't know what to think about this Sunday show. Are you pumped though, Matt? You feeling good about it? I'm excited to see what they're able to do with the main event. Creative, yeah, n- not finish wise because I think we all see what the finish is, but um. Creativity wise, like remember AJ versus Brock ended up being a really good match, I thought, for a while there. Yeah, and Daniel Bryan uh, versus Brock's the same thing. Daniel Bryan, same thing, right? So I'm kind of looking forward to that. That's yeah. the surprise element, potentially. Although uh Finn Balor told ESPN in an interview published today, people, you know, maybe say I'm relying on the demon too much, so it's gonna be Finn Balor the man facing Brock Lesnar this Sunday. No, Finn, no, no. No, I know. I'm not saying it enough. <laughs> yeah. They're not doing it. I know. I can't believe they're going that route. But I guess maybe they're protecting the demon? Uh, what? For what and when? Yeah. I yeah, don't I, I don't know. I don't get it. It's it's a cool gimmick. They can make tons of money on it. Um, and yeah, they're, they're, <laughs> they're not going with it. So I think that would add an extra, a lot of extra intrigue to that match just because he's never been beaten as a demon. And the, the idea of that is kind of stupid, but you know, that makeup makes him great. But still, it's people buy it, right? People buy it. Like when you say it's a it big like deal that, when he's the demon. Well, don't say it like that. They're going to hear you. Never let him really do it. <laughs> you guys are old enough for this. Remember the first time you saw Kiss without the makeup? Like instantly, they were a tenth as cool as they were in the makeup. You know, I will admit, when I was a child, it was Kiss without makeup. Like Heaven's on Fire was like the first yeah. video I saw. Really? So like they didn't. Ha- I don't believe they had the music then. I mean the the face paint then. Yeah, eighty three was when they took the makeup off. I remember seeing the album cover. What was it? Dynasty, the one with the four painted faces. I was like, this is the most badass band ever. I remember thinking as a kid, and I saw him without the makeup, and I was like, oh, this is some questionable fashion choices going on here. These guys are too old for this crap. Yeah, I had that conversation with myself, uh, the first Motley Crue cover, when they were wearing, like, uh, girls' makeup, and I thought that was cool. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, I, did you guys listen to Twisted Sister back in the day? Oh, my God. Oh, I yes. Up as D. Snyder two Halloweens in a row. Yeah. Even now, whenever I see D. Snyder, I can only picture him with his face paint on, even though yeah. he's, you know, he's got his own show and everything. But uh, anyways. So it adds a lot to the point with Finn Balor. And Finn is a good-looking guy. He's incredibly talented in the ring. So you add that badass makeup on top of it. And, yeah, I absolutely believe the demon has a pretty good fighting chance against Brock Lesnar. Yeah. What? He's capable. It's, it, it can be done. He's losing. <laughs> Although tonight. Superpowers. Yes. Superpowers. <laughs> yes. Raj, tonight at the end of the segment, Brock was standing tall. Finn didn't get the pin. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, the math doesn't always work with Brock. Yeah, so we have this segment where Brock and Heyman came out and uh, were kind of, Heyman was kind of putting over Finn Balor and then Vin, Vince came out and Vince was putting down Finn pretty hard, pretty much crapping all over the potential match and Finn's yeah. chances of winning. Braun Strowman came out and then, hey, let's see what Finn and Braun can do right here. Um, led to a one-on-one -on -one match that ended by DQ after Brock Lesnar got involved, prevented Finn from getting the pin. And uh, yeah, Brock standing tall at the end of it. This was a bit of a cluster, I thought. But I mean, I don't know. I guess is Braun cleared now? I mean, this this was yeah, a match. Yeah, 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 for sure. But yeah, so maybe he interferes on Sunday. Maybe that's the route. Uh, I mean, I think they just have Brock beat Finn. I mean, I think yeah, that's... does Finn really is, is Finn really need to be protected from Brock Lesnar? I mean, right? Do they, do they book him where that's needed? Because. Right. Otherwise, guess what? Next time Brock beats somebody else, like a Braun Strowman, let's say, and it's needed for interference, it's going to happen all over. Do you see what I'm saying? It's more needed for a match like that, not versus Finn. Yeah. They were trying to tell that story that Finn can overcome the size. Like, he was kind of kicking the crap out of Brock on the outside Which of the ring. Good. Yeah, it was good. It made no sense that when Brock gave him that suplex on the outside of the ring, that, that should have been a DQ. But uh, I guess why let the facts get in the way of the story? Um so, yeah, I thought that was good. I thought Finn beating him up. But then Finn didn't beat Braun. It was a DQ. Um, I felt like I know they want to protect Braun, but it would have really helped tell that story if Finn beat Braun there. Um, then yes. it, I think it would have really put it in people's heads that he could beat Lesnar. Absolutely. Yeah. And instead, it was a DQ, and then Brock leaves Finn laying. So And I don't you know think it would have hurt Braun, honestly. I don't. Yeah. I think Brock, I mean, big guys, I always tell you guys, big man one-on-one, -on -one, you have to be very careful when they lose, right? If you're booking mm -hmm. them like monsters and unbeatable and stuff like that. Well, I, I think Braun actually could have taken that and still be okay. I really do. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, so, I, yeah, I thought, yeah, I thought Finn should have won there. But um, it, also seemed, it also seemed like uh, it, it kind of hurts Finn for Vince to be talking about how he has no chance and if he goes ahead and loses on top well, of Well, yeah. Hello. Well, yeah. That's okay. I'm telling you what their logic was, Raj. Their logic was, well, you don't understand. Like, when they sold it to Finn early in the day, yeah. writers, you got a busy night tonight, Finn. Oh, yeah, what do I got? Well, well for, sorry, Fergal. Well, Fergal, what you're going <laughs> to be doing tonight is we're gonna we're, Vince is going to make you. Yeah, Vince is going to make you tonight. More on that later. And he gives them the script, like, later, maybe an hour later to the day, right? So he's probably all excited, all pumped up, gets the script, sees Vince McMahon burying him in the promo, essentially, yeah. written down in front of his eyes and going, well, what the fuck? How the hell does this get me over? This doesn't work. What, what the hell are you smoking? Well, right. you're getting a rub from Vince McMahon. Vince is never on TV, which is true. And there is a rub there. He's, they're, they're kind of correct. Anyways, but 
don't worry about the burial because you're going to get all your heat back in this David versus Goliath angle that we're going in. When you beat up the other Goliath, Braun Strowman, you're going to kick his ass all over to kingdom come. And then right before you're able to pin him, you don't. <laughs> like, yeah. I know how they sold this to him. I do. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I don't think the the match won't hurt Finn. I think Brock. Yeah, I mean, we've seen Brock with AJ and Daniel. He did an amazing job. Like, really, uh, they think the heat he gets back from beating up Braun Strowman, the majority, you know, and it was two seconds away from beating him, was mm-hmm. enough of the burial that Vince did to him earlier. Yeah, it's up for it, which it does not. No. And they He's really trying. the commentators, the announcer should have really sold that story if that's what they're trying to do too. Like, like yeah, Finn had you know. Braun on the ropes, and he could do the same to Brock, but they kind of dropped do? the ball. Braun's a protected guy too, right? Yeah. So they probably know they can't. I don't know. I mean, they could have had Finn beat Lashley, you know, put Lashley in there. Um, yeah. They don't need to protect him as much, so I don't know. Yeah. He has beaten Lashley already, hasn't he? Uh, I think or so. Or was Lashley pulling those ones out at the end instead? I forget. I forget. I don't think <laughs> Finn pinned Lashley. but He beat um, Drew, though. He did beat Drew, and that makes a lot more sense in hindsight now, you know, because if the plan really has been for a month for for it to be Finn versus Braun, um, I mean, Finn versus Brock, then it made sense why he beat Drew last month. Yeah, I don't know. But Drew, they, they're really, you know, I know people jumped on me for saying this when he first lost uh, to Dolph and Finn, but they're really not having him shine right now. This yeah. is what always happens. They start hot and heavy, and then they that's when the real test begins. Yeah. After you're kind of de-pushed, which isn't fair because you can't write yourself onto the script and say, well, tonight I'm going over this guy. Tonight I'm going to cut this 20-minute promo and, you know, things like that. So I never understood that, that sink or yeah. swim mentality because it's like, no, 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 no. I can sink or swim with what you write for me, yes. But if you don't write shit for me, um, guess what? I'm not even getting in the damn water. Yeah. That's why more talent needs creative control. Matt, could you imagine that if you were just able to show up and say, okay, this week I'm going to beat this guy, and the next week I'm going to beat that guy, <laughs> and the next week you think I'm not going to beat that guy, but then I'm going to beat him in the end. It would be so dangerous, dude. None of us would ever lose, of course. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, we'll but, see. You maybe- know, when you have the guys that don't lose all the time, they're, you feel like something special, you know? That's why Hulk had such a long run, right? It's, he's not losing every other match. He, you know, beating Hulk means something. So, but that means everyone else had to lose, though. Right? right, right. But right now, almost everyone other than Brock is kind of, you know, it's it's not a big deal for them to lose, and I feel like it should because it's that not. helps them make another talent. And it should. You're right. Yep. Uh, WWE really high on Martin Luther King Day today. I can't Vince remember. Loves Martin Luther King. Oh my God! He it was one of his biggest heroes, honestly. Everywhere, everywhere in tonight's show. They worked it in wherever they could with the quotes, with the promos. The video package at the beginning was lovely. Um, I thought a very nice tribute. Yeah, they usually do, uh, you know, these great tributes for MLK on, on MLK. But I thought today was even more than usual. Um, do you guys get goosebumps when you hear him talk? MLK? Still? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I still do. I still do. His, I, uh, um, I, I have a dream speech. Yeah. It's insane, man. I still get goosebumps. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. No, I mean, it's uh, just kind of amazing that the WWE, but I guess Vince's love for him definitely makes sense why they worked it into so much tonight with uh, Seth yeah. and Dean and just all the references. Uh, yeah, very, very felt today. Um, we got, so after those promos, Bobby Lashley, the new Intercontinental Champion, came out for his championship celebration with Leo Rush. 
saw the replay of how he defeated Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose last week. And then back to the posing like the WBF's coming back, baby. <laughs> I love Bobby to death and he's jacked, but Bobby has no idea how to pose. It, it, at least he could wasn't doing the. Tell, could you guys tell for people that don't watch bodybuilding? You, could you even tell her now? Uh, I mean, it seemed like kind of weak. I've been to a lot of bodybuilding competitions and Bobby just seemed kind of, I mean, it wasn't as technical. Plus, but, Bobby has that face out there when he's doing it. Like, I don't want to be doing this shit. Because it's true. <laughs> <I don't. laughs> At least he didn't do the ass poses. It looks like that. hopefully they dropped that. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think like, the last few weeks, I like what they've been doing with Lashley. Then this week, back to the posing. I just feel like yes. it, it brings him down. Yep. But Apollo Crews came out to... Uh, get involved on the pose down uh, front and that led to a match between the two of them uh with uh yeah it was kind of competitive till bobby won i don't know bobby <laughs> won off a distraction like leo got on the apron and then uh, uh cruz went to get leo and then bobby speared him right was that how the finish went uh yes i believe so yeah so yeah, it wasn't like he destroyed him, but um, I don't know. Apollo was showing some, you know, a little character there uh, when yes. he was doing the the posing and stuff himself. He was doing a little was, dance with it. Yeah, it was something. It was a little bit more than normal, right? It was a little something to see if he slightly, but he 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 has a great baby face in there. He he is a good baby face. Yeah. And I, and I got to say this, too. As much as I don't like Lashley posing, I feel like he's better without that. Uh, I was entertained with this whole thing, with the, the segment and the match. I, I wasn't bored. So, um, with two yeah, stud athletes like that, you knew the action you were going to get, though, right? So, like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, there was that spot where, uh, where pre- Apollo pressed, pressed Lashley. Leo. Oh, I thought you meant uh, uh, Rush. No, did you see when he pressed Lashley? And he, he dropped him on the first time, then went and did it again and got him the second. But, man, that that's impressive. He is so athletically gifted. Oh, my God. Jesus. No, he's great. Uh, then we had Seth Rollins cutting a promo uh, leading into his match with Drew McIntyre. I was excited for this. It it, it definitely gave made him feel like a bigger star than he's felt like lately, I thought. so. Who? who? Uh, Rollins. Yes. Yes, definitely. You you could you kind of get that feeling like it. I don't know. I think it's it's definitely seems like he's winning the rumble. I don't know what you guys think, but it seems pretty. Give me another person in there that, that you guys could see. Drew, um, okay. and who from SmackDown? I, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Braun maybe. Braun, yeah. That feels kind of like a retread. Yeah, I can see them going with Braun, especially if the plan is for Seth versus Brock. Um, then it would either be Seth or a SmackDown guy. Um, and whoever they go with to face either AJ or Daniel Bryan, uh, you know, could be the, you know, I don't think it's the Miz. He's in the match earlier on the show. You know, the SmackDown side isn't quite as clear, like <coughs> how they're going to go with the WWE championship. I match. like, I, I, well, you know what I like for Drew? I like Drew hmm. money in the back. Oh yeah, I see. He could do some cool things with that. Yeah, I could. I could see that. That would be cool. Um, I thought this match was good between Drew and Seth. Uh, Rollins got the win. 
Yeah. Countered the clothesline. Rolled Drew up for a pin out of nowhere. Uh, it didn't I go like, on too I long. Like that. I like that, by the way, for a finish, guys. Mm-hmm. We yeah. don't do that. We don't do that enough. That's what that pinning predicament's for. Schoolboys, O'Connor rolls, Oklahoma rolls. You know what I mean? Sunset flips. Those are for those quick, sudden, oh, shit, he caught me off guard pins that, you know, everybody yeah. should be susceptible to. Yeah. It definitely yeah. is much more unpredictable than when it's just yeah. finish or win, you yeah. know? Yeah. That's the first time Seth has beaten Drew uh, by pin. Huh. So, yeah. How do you know that? I just. He's got I people. Just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 well, with Drew, there's only been three people that have beaten him now, right? How do you like, look up that statistic? I mean, like, how does one do that? I just know. Um, yeah. Just because I know, like, Drew's only lost to uh, Finn and, and Dolph. Dolph. Yeah. Dolph. Yeah. Dolph. Yeah. Yeah. I want to take a moment to thank the sponsor of this episode, which is SeatGeek. Getting tickets online, oh my God, is it so complicated these days? There's hundreds of sites, varying levels of reliability. It's hard to know who to trust. You got to wake up early in the morning. There's pre-sales, there's on-sales. It's just, it's it's a chore in and of itself just to be able to buy the tickets, let alone what you're paying for the tickets. And that's why SeatGeek is the way to go. They pull in millions of tickets into one place so you can easily find the seats you want for a price you're willing to pay. There's nothing quite like being there in person, and SeatGeek gets you closer to the action for a great value. I've had such a good experience with SeatGeek, whether it was Evolution, whether it was Mean Girls on Broadway, whether it was tickets to go see Bananarama, for Raj talking about going to see Lady Gaga, Bon Jovi, uh, uh, the, the Broncos. You can get SeatGeek. Uh, you can use it for just about everything, wrestling, comedy, sports, theater, and more. I used it for my upcoming trip to Vegas. Going to go see Robbie Williams live in concert. His first American date in 20 years. I'm going to be there opening night thanks to SeatGeek, which is getting me into the show and got me great seats. I'm about 10 rows from the stage. Could not be more excited for this. Now, the way SeatGeek works is it's designed to make your ticket buying experience easier than ever. They search multiple ticket sites and grade every ticket based on value, which helps you immediately identify the best seats that fit your budget. Plus, every purchase is fully guaranteed, so you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. Make SeatGeek your go-to ticket source for everything from sports, concerts, comedy, theater, professional wrestling, and more. I've got the app on my phone. It's by far the easiest way I've found to shop for tickets. And I'm going to use those uh, uh, SeatGeek again when I go to Vegas in May for Double or Nothing. Uh, not only get my Double or Nothing tickets, but uh, to book some, go to some other Vegas shows. I saw Barry Manilow is going to be in town the week of Double or Nothing, and I'm going to use SeatGeek to see... You dork! Hey, he writes the songs, Matt. I just want to hear him sing them. Uh, so yes, SeatGeek. It's either that or Wayne Newton, but I think Barry Manilow is the way to go. And here's a great offer for all of our listeners. You can get $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app, enter the promo code INC today. That's promo code INC for $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase. SeatGeek Life is an event. They have the tickets, and we thank them for being a longtime sponsor of the Wrestling Inc. podcast. And it's, you know, it's that season where there's tons of wrestling events coming up. So definitely check that app out before you check out anywhere else. uh, Oh, my God. It's the way to go, man. I mean, if you're going to Mania in New York, there's so much going on that week. Yeah. Geek is the best way to navigate that. Yeah. Man, hard to believe Mania is going to be here before we know it. Ten weeks away after the Royal Rumble. Yeah, we're we're right in the thick of it, man. Um, So there was some news about the Revival supposedly asked for their release last week while in gear after their match on raw tonight we saw the revival backstage with vince mcmahon proposing one more chance at the tag team title shot now on one hand 
thinking, God, they're really trying to keep the revival, put him in a segment with Vince. And then the match happened and we saw the way it went. And I think maybe they're not trying so hard to keep the revival. Um, but Rogers, they don't have to try to keep them. They can keep them. Uh, they're true. under contract for another year, over a year. They're trying not to please them, keep them satisfied. Well, here's the problem with that. Obviously, the revival leaked it out that they wanted their release, um, you know, that they requested it. And if they start pushing them now, that kind of sends a message to other talent that aren't happy that if you go out and, you know, express your frustrations on social media, you're going to get rewarded. I don't think they want that that out there. But so, I've got, I, come on, can we just ask the obvious question? What the fuck are their choices? Well, AEW, right? That, uh, more than what WWE's paying them? Maybe not more, but uh, uh, fewer dates for sure. Probably It's probably more money for per show than what WWE's paying. They haven't even run yet. They haven't <laughs> had a run, like a full run, though. I know, yeah. but they're throwing their money around. Uh, I mean, like... Kenny Omega is most likely going there, turning down what's no, I mean, reportedly a seven-figure deal. Okay, but Kenny's already made a run across the world, okay? He's ran dates, dates and dates and dates. These guys have just got their call-up. I mean, I don't know how long ago, but they've not ran full yet, meaning they've not been no. part of a, a big-time angle yet that wears and tears your body to the point where you're going, okay, I'd like to have less dates. <laughs> and, and, and worry about my bump card. They're right. still young. They're still young in the business, as far as um, you know, the, that old bump card goes. Yeah, I think now you're just starting to see some talent. Um, like Andrade was another one who was reportedly unhappy, um, and then he, he didn't go as public with it as the revival did, and now he's getting a little push. Uh, apparently, it was in the Observer that uh, Andrade told uh, Rush not to sign with WWE. Uh, that it's not all it's cracked up to be. So, uh, Roosh, uh, he's uh, he's in ROH. Uh, yeah. Huh. But anyway, so the revival, uh, yeah, they asked for their release last week. Obviously, didn't get it. Their contract's up in April of 2020. Wow. Well, they got another championship shot tonight. So that's something. And a segment with Vince. They did, it, but that championship match seemed like that was ending the program, right? Yeah, it did. To me, it did. Yeah. Now they can have more matches with the Lucha House Party. Well, no, now they got Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins. Ooh. Yeah. Step up for Ryder and Hawkins. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know what? They'll probably they'll probably give uh, they'll probably give Hawkins his first win over the revival, right? Because he oh, hasn't won yet. Yeah. That's got to be tough. Um, so we did have Jinder Mahal and the Singh Brothers versus the, versus the Lucha House Party before that match with the Revival. Jinder Mahal and the Singh Brothers wrestling together. And? Well, uh, Singh Brothers weren't in suits. When's the last time you saw them in wrestling? Oh, well, they're the Bollywood boys. They, don't, they can work. I know they can, but that's just not how this is not how they've been used. Right. I mean, in the, usually when they've been wrestling, they've been wrestling in like their slacks and shirts. So this was uh, it's an improvement. Um, the the ending something went wrong. Did you guys notice that? No, I wasn't paying that close. Like the, the referee counted three and it looked like someone was supposed to kick out or someone was out of position. So, um, yeah, the ending was just just got messed up. Is anyone into the Lucha House Party? If you're a fan of the Lucha House Party, just tweet at me. Mention it in the chat. I just want to know, is there a fan base out there? 
Secondly, what the hell in 2019 constitutes a house party? I would like to know the answer to that too. <laughs> if kid and play aren't there, or at least the kid and play dance, I think is uh, required. And that is when the term should have died its slow death right after that. With house party two, the pajama jammy jam. That should have been. I remember that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um. Oh, but no, this match. Like, I don't know who this was helping, and I like. I mean, let's say Dorado. They're all great. Yeah, yeah they're, they're all are. great. But the stupid just, gimmick. It just stupid gimmick. Corny as hell. Yeah, it just reminds me of you know, like the, like the bushwhackers. Those kind of gimmicks from back in the day, um, where it's just it's, it's over the top, kid friendly. That is just annoying as hell. It's not going to get them anywhere. No. Yeah, it's something. Uh, the Lucha House Party won that match. Uh, backstage, we saw EC3 posing, oh my not God. talking. Well, Dana Brooke asking him for diet tips, and he and he's just miming like he like he can't talk. It was the uh, most awkward segment. They they are making him look like a complete goof. Um, Mind you, he's charismatic as hell, funny as hell, witty as hell. He could cut world beater promos. But. Yes, his stuff in TNA. It's like this is a parody of the TNA character, as opposed to taking that and you know taking that character to the next level. It's so goofy, right. which is what WWE is supposed to be able to do, right? Right. I really liked uh, his last TNA storyline with the Feaster fired. I thought that was fantastic, and he was very good. It was very funny. <laughs> He did great stuff in TNA with Rockstar Spud and yes. and uh, I mean he he was really good. So he was, he was, to me, like right when I left TNA, like they, I believe they put the belt on Magnus or something like that. But I remember Kip watching going, "That EC3 dude's like steals all the segments." I thought, yeah. And then he became what he became. He he was entertaining as hell. I always thought. But they keep showing that damn vignette where he comes in with the suit. Puts down the car keys, goes, gets undressed, and shows his butt. And I feel like I'm watching like an early '90s Skinamax uh, trailer, where it's like well, stockbroker by day, exotic dancer by night. Don't we say though? Like, we're telling them to build off what TNA did with him. Is that the way TNA ran vignettes of him too, except for the butt? I, I think the butt takes me out of it. That that of butt shot. <laughs> so, the butt and the cuffs. No, but he's gonna like go be a Chippendale or something, you know. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm all for them, do, you know, showing vignettes that that are effective. Um, this one, I don't think is. You know, you remember like the Razor Ramon pro, uh, vignettes back in the day, or yeah, or even CM Punk. Uh, those ones, like, it got fans excited to finally see these guys. I don't think any of these call-up promos are are, are good, except for Lars Sullivan, and <laughs> he's MIA. You know, like he hasn't even been mentioned on uh, the last couple of weeks. No story about that. Uh, he was sent home. Um, you know, he's dealing with the anxiety uh, anxiety attack or whatever. And yeah, there's no update. The, the original plan was for him to wrestle John Cena. John Cena now injured. He got injured on last week's Raw. Uh, when people ask why Rock doesn't wrestle, this is exactly why. Cena injured, and he's supposed to start filming a movie here uh, this week. So uh, maybe it's a storyline to get him out of the Rumble so he can film this movie. Uh, I don't think it, it sounded legit. So back to the bigger back to the bigger news though, Raj, as much as everyone here watching loves John Cena, is <laughs> what a, I don't understand about Lars. Did he it, it was it truthful that he ended up having an anxiety attack? Do we know? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So for sure. Yes. Damn poor kid. That sucks, man. Yeah. And they, and they had some big plans for him. So um we'll see. Um, you know, we'll see what happens. I I've I've been saying for forever that he's the kind of guy that that yeah yeah, and he's the kind of guy that would get a a real shot at the top 
Um, so we'll see what happens. I mean, could you think of a similar time where something like this has happened? I mean, normally, I mean, Matt, based on, you know, hearing you and other talent talk about it, you only really get one opportunity for a push like this. And if you blow it, especially for a reason like this is not injury, um, I think it's very hard to get that back. It is, but in this day and age, I've never seen like like what we see today either. Though like, we yeah. have a network, and more importantly, I never like remember how many years you guys were begging for like new fresh talent, push new talent. What the hell? Yeah, it was like around the time Sheamus like won the world title for the first time, and people were just starting to get sick of seeing and Orton at the top. And there was this uncomfortable stage for WWE where they did not have that next star, main mm. event star. They got, you know, all of us had come and gone by then, right? Instead of, like, keeping, like, I would say my generation of guys there and keep them in the wings, you know? So they didn't have anybody. They had such a a, a, a mi- minus amount of talent of, of what could have been top talent for them. Um, so they had to go find them. They created their own developmental, and they created the NXT, and they did this, and they did that. But there was, like, a what? If I would say an eight-year gap there where they could not find their next big star. Mm-hmm. So... Now it seems like they're so thirsty to throw anything against the wall to see it and beg anything to stick that I think it's a different day and age where he'll get another opportunity. I don't know. I think he will too, but I think he won't be started off so high profile uh, right off the bat. Because maybe that's why they think he had it because maybe there's too much pressure on him to go right against scene right from day one versus being built up. Maybe, maybe, yeah, we'll see. Uh, so yeah, I, I can't think of this ever happening before. I, I mean, you, you don't get punished for something like that. No, I, no. I, I mean, it's mental illness, anxiety, all that kind of – and not mental illness, but, you know, and mental issues and anxiety and stuff are no joke. Uh, it's not – he's not like he can he, – he's choosing to have an anxiety attack. So, you know. But haven't they punished people before for getting hurt or being injury prone? Yes. Yep. Yes. Oh, I, I, Glenn, I hear what you're saying. And I, I totally could see that mentality with, you know, where they're like, well, I'm not sure we can trust him to put him into a big angle. I mean, Vince McMahon thinks sneezing is a sign of weakness. Right. Just saying. It happened, it happened to me. I got a concussion on a house show. Um, big Show was just, it was on my team, me, Brock, and Big Show. Big Show, Brock was eliminated over the top rope. Big Show got eliminated over the top rope. Like, not eliminated, shit canned. And then I got shit. Bob, uh, Bob Holly clotheslined me over the top rope for thirdly. But the ring was still shaking from Big Show, uh, hit, you know, falling over the top ropes, right? So as I flipped over the top rope, you do a backflip and you basically land on your feet and crash and burn. Well, as I'm in the middle of my backflip, that second rope snapped back still from bouncing from Show and smacked me behind my head and knocked my butt out for about two point something seconds. Yeah. The referee at the time told me, stay your butt down, Matt. Do not get up. You're, you're screwed up. We'll get you some help out here. I'm like, no, I'm good. Sure. Before I know it, there's like a stretcher out there. Anyways, I had so much heat on me because I was stretchered out of there. Uh, show in Reading, Pennsylvania was the house show. And Bob didn't do anything wrong, obviously. But what pissed me off was afterwards, like I was de-pushed big time because of that. And I was like, this is a worked environment. If you really want to see somebody's <laughs> worth and somebody's tough, then let put me in, like seriously, put me in the locker room with anybody and let's throw hands and let's see who walks out and who's tough and who's not. Because that's how I decide who's tough. Not in a controlled work environment and where you're a greenhorn and you're listening to what the ref tells you to do because that's what you're taught to do when you're new. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But there you there you go. I was I was uh you know, I was I was shat on because I got hurt. Yeah. 
Remember when Dolph was uh, when he won the world heavyweight title, and he was—I mean—he got an insane pop when he cashed in that money in the bank on Alberto Del Rio. Um, I mean, he was getting a nice push, yeah, so and then he got a concussion, and he's just been—you know—kind of at that lower level ever since. Here's what it is: you have to have more positive people than naysayers, because when something like that happens, and the naysayers go, "Told you, Morgan isn't cut out for this." Right. I told you, Dolph isn't cut out to this. He's going to make a run. You're going to have him run at the top the entire year? Yeah, right. He can't even get past month two. No, I told you, Vince. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens uh, if and when he comes back, if he gets that additional opportunity. Um, Elias was out there singing a song about the Royal Rumble, uh, interrupted by Baron Corbin, which led to a match between the two of them. I know this was more of the same. I mean, we've seen a lot with these guys, but I kind of I thought this was okay. This was the one of the better versions of uh, this match, right? Yeah. Okay. It was there. Yeah. Uh, Baron Corbin won. Kind of. So, like, I hate. I'll be honest. I don't like this. I hate them both wrestling each other. I don't like it. And plus, Elias is getting beat every time. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, he, they hell. wrestled just a couple weeks ago, and he he got beat clean. They don't know how to book a baby. Yeah. Well. Yeah. He, there's so many times where you'll see someone that's doing pretty well, and then all of a sudden they just start losing randomly. And usually that means that they've kind of fallen out of favor with management. So I don't or, know if that's the case here. Or AKA they're a baby face. <laughs> or that. They become a baby face because if he was a heel, I'm telling you, he wasn't losing that match. Yeah. Yeah. Um, after that, we got a moment of bliss. <coughs> Alexa Bliss basically just read off a list of women that are going to be in the Women's Rumble on Sunday. And uh, then Nia Jax came out, then Ember Moon came out, then Alicia Fox came out. They just all kept coming out. Um, but then Lacey Evans came out. She's going to be in the Rumble. Cut a promo. She was talking like she was getting ready to tear down an orphanage to build a country club or something on top of it. Seemed very, very sort of a southern villain. Kind of worked. Mm-hmm. Had almost fell off at one point. <laughs> She's got great poise. It was, but to steal your phrase, Raj, yeah, it was there. Yeah, I thought anytime they have that, like, on cue, the next person's music hits, and then they just get everyone out saying, and all they're saying is, I'm going to win the Royal Rumble. No, I'm going to win the Royal Uh, Rumble. It's just so, (laughs) you know, like, non-creative. I mean, watching this segment, I didn't want to see that Royal Rumble match. Uh, But what are they supposed to come out and say? I'm sorry, go for it. Why doesn't everybody come out, Glenn? Everyone in the match, then. It's true. Well, or maybe don't don't have them say anything. You interview no. like two people. You don't need everyone coming out. Everyone gets what the Royal Rumble is. Like having them just, you know, the the immature catcalling and stuff is. And Alicia Fox, that God, God. I mean, she, I like that she's trying, and she has, uh, you know, she has character. She has uh, charisma, but her promo is just bad on my ears. To them, they think they need to. They, they need. We need to know, and this is what we constantly tell them. So they're doing what we ask, which is, when you think about it, Raj and, and Glenn, is that is we keep getting on them to. We want these these wrestlers, these superstars, to tell us why wins and losses matter, how important it is to win a certain match. We want to feel it, so that's what they're trying to attempt to give us to build up that Royal Rumble match, right? By having them all come out and say these things. Yeah. I don't like it. It's annoying. 
You know what's different about it, though, from other workplaces and like what I see in real life, though, is that everybody has this attitude of I'm the best. I'm the best. If we're more true to real life, it would be like, well, I'm OK, but these other people suck. Clearly, I mean, I'm better than them. I don't know about the best, but, you know, put me in the match. Let's see what happens. You know, I just want somebody just a little shades of gray with their attitude. Glenn, I don't have that attitude with anything I do in life. Really? <laughs> No, no, not, nothing do I do. Do I come out and say, oh, I'm okay? I'm yeah, right. you don't want a wrestler going out there saying they're okay. <laughs> well, it'd be like, it depends on the match. Like, I'm the best at, you know, on, when it comes okay. to putting something on a pole, I am the best wrestler for a non a pole match in existence. But what in a cell, come, anyone's game. You, you're going to come out and say, like, okay, um, well, well, Vince, I can see why you're giving this guy a push, okay? He's, he is better than me, okay? But the rest of these cats, I can destroy. <laughs> I don't get why they're being pushed over. It makes sense whatsoever. <laughs> But this, these two guys that you haven't heard before, my music hit third to tell everybody I'm third man on the totem pole tonight. Um, yeah, they are better. No. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I thought this segment was just about bad. But the big uh, – it kind of got buried in there. It was Alexa Bliss returning to the ring. She's mm. been oh, out since yeah. – she's been out since late October with a concussion. Uh, suffered at a live event. And, yeah, she's – happy uh, about that. Yeah. Yeah. People were saying uh, online, I think Meltzer pointed out that the reason they didn't save it for a surprise is they got to still sell some tickets. Rumble ain't selling that well. A lot no. of seats available in that big-ass venue in Arizona. It's a baseball stadium. It's like 45,000 seats. So, um, yeah, uh, I think it makes it makes sense for her to announce it. Um, it would have been a big pop if it was a surprise. but And hopefully this means no more of these uh, a Moment of Bliss segments because they've, they've <laughs> sucked. And it's, it's weird because Alexa's such a good talker, but right yeah um after that titus o'neill he's gonna be in the rumble let's hope he makes it into the ring okay no 50 bucks 50 bucks he does something again want to bet me guys that's why i thought they featured him here he's definitely gonna do something i don't know if it's the same thing again i guarantee you it's something though yeah makes sense um the Ascension got a match on television against Heavy Machinery, making their official in-ring debut. Otis Dosevic, Tucker Knight. Uh, the Ascension got a couple shots in, but this was very much a showcase for Heavy Machinery and what they can do. If you weren't wowed by their comedy antics backstage or uh, on the <laughs> ramp in previous weeks, I don't know, Matt. What did you think of this tonight? <laughs> on the ramp in previous weeks. <laughs> I mean, I people. Nothing. Some people really nothing. like these guys. I got nothing. I've got friends that are like friends with the, uh, not Tucker Knight, but the other one. Mm-hmm. And he seems like a really cool dude. And I hate crapping on any wrestler. I don't like it because I know people did that to me when I wrestled. Right, to do these types of shows. But uh, I'm sorry, man. That they look like two '80s jobbers out there. Yeah, that's. I I, I don't see them doing much with these guys. I, I see it being like the Ascension. So it's kind of apropos that they're wrestling them here. I thought it was kind of like Bullfit times two tonight, the way they were introducing yes, them. Bullfit, that is a good comparison, my friend. Yeah, yeah. Um, how long before they drop Otis's last name? They they dropped Andrade last week, the CN Almas. I, I I have a feeling that he's going to be just Otis in a, in a couple months. Wait, so what's the other guy's name now? The, the Mexican wrestler's name? Uh, Andrade. Now it's just Andrade. That's cooler, though. You got to admit, that sounds cooler. 
Yeah, I, I I didn't mind that one as much. That one works, okay. But sometimes they get it right. Heidenreich was much cooler than John Heidenreich. Yeah. Yeah. Remember, The Undertaker was actually Kane the Undertaker when he yes, first came what in. the hell were they thinking? Yeah. Uh, I think the worm at the end, or the caterpillar, that was, a, that was a little much. Like, I was into it, and then they lost me again. The little dance before the elbow drop, I thought, well, that was a little different. You weren't impressed by that? The big guys being able to do that? Scotty too hotty, man. I was just having flashbacks to him and Albert. He's trying to show uh, charisma, try to stand out from the pack. and He does do that, but we'll just have to see... Uh, if that people care enough, I respect anyone that could break dance because again, we're all children of the eighties. And, you know, I remember times when the cardboard or the linoleum was brought out and people would put on the soundtrack to beat street. And I would just think I'm going to go and do that windmill thing. And it did not go well. So I respect quick, anyone that can do it real quick. Glenn, give me, you can't name Kelly. You can't name turbo. Give me the other member from the movie breaking two. Ozone. Oh, good job. Glenn. Hey, Hey, I'm proud. That's very yeah, good. Sh- Shabadoo and uh boogaloo, man. No, <laughs> I yeah, know it all man. But you know, uh, Rusev, Rusev, I think is better as to, instead of Alexander Rusev. Yes. Yeah. There's there's a, there's some, been some good good calls. Snitsky was better than Gene Snitsky. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you know, but some people really like heavy machinery. I'm actually very surprised when I oh. see online. Some people are like, "Oh, oh, just going to be this huge star." Prove me wrong. I would be very, very happy for the yeah. WWE to create a new star, especially one of his size. Yes, um, with doing with something that. so different, that would be great. I just, I think it's tough for a bigger guy to really break out in this mold. I mean, Braun obviously can do it because he's huge. Kevin Owens has done it successfully, even though with him, he's he was a badass first and then comedy second. Slow I think this show. is a challenging way to do it you know yeah it is a challenging way look at samoa joe he's yeah take him serious almost right away you know like oh he's fat you don't i don't think that i think all his stuff looks legit yeah yeah so we'll see uh we did get that title match the revival versus gable and bobby Roode with special referee kurt hawkins um so what happened here this started to devolve into chaos uh gable and Roode picked up the win then they were arguing the revival with Hawkins. And then Zack Ryder came out, his podcast co-host from their action figure podcast. Uh, Zack Ryder came out to help Kurt Hawkins and uh, ended with Ryder and Hawkins standing tall while Ryder's music played. That does not happen on Raw very often. Yeah. Um, so the story was that they kept almost beating uh, the revival, kept getting them like almost pinned, but they were cheating. Like one of them would be holding the other person's leg. Uh, they were using the ropes and Hawkins would keep seeing them cheating and stop the count. And then finally, uh, Rude and Gable picked up the win and then they sucker punch. They started attacking Hawkins after the match before Ryder made the save. So, um, yeah, Hawkins and Ryder, I guess, are a team again and they're going to be feuding with the revival. I'm happy for the two, for those two, though. I am. Yeah. Gable in the in the robe looks really stupid. And I'm a big fan of Chad Gable's. But right, you can't just co-op the gimmick of your tag no. team partner. No. no, it is not cool. Yeah, I agree. It's distracting. Get... Yeah, <laughs> it's it's like uh, it's like he's a little nature at this point. You know, it's like he's just going full on, and he might as well just <laughs> cut his hair to like try and look like Bobby Moore. I mean, let's yeah. just go full on. You know, get the beard. Yeah, why not? Um, Ronda Rousey cutting a promo backstage. Oh my gosh. Yeah, like what did you say on Twitter, Raj? They, they've humanized Ronda Rousey. That's a bad thing. 
<laughs> yeah, like she used to be this larger than life, you know, uh, superstar. And I feel like every week she's out there, she's just like another person on the roster. Think about how. Oh, sorry. sorry. Go ahead, Matt. Isn't there a job though to humanize her? So when it's time for her to sell, we feel sympathy for her. I, if you want to make, if you want to get the biggest uh, women's athlete on the planet and just make her into everyone else, I'm just making sure that we're being <laughs> fair because we say that a lot. That that we want to feel things. We want characters to make us feel right. And Rhonda is a cyborg in real life. She's a beast. Yeah. She's unbeatable, untouchable, on anythingable. Right, she should be beating people with their foot across their chest every single time. We would think knocking people out. That's what but, I've uh, been saying this whole time with Ronda. That's the Remember? Best way to, yeah, of course you have. Yeah. You definitely bet. And she should be booked like Iron Mike Tyson, no question. Tyson. But but by the same token, they haven't done that. So the yep. thing is, you got to make her. She's gonna be a top baby face. She's gonna be a champion. We need to have sympathy when it's time for her to sell. This is a step in that direction. It's just not working. No, I mean, you look at look at the the job they've done with Brock. I mean, I almost feel like that's a blueprint for Ronda. Just this, you know, not she's not on TV every week, right. so when her appearances mean something when she's on. You know, you could have her more on more than Brock, but not cutting these lame ass promos like she had the material she had tonight, uh, where I, I couldn't tell if she was getting lost and just started speaking really fast. But I don't know what the hell happened there. Um, but yeah, I mean. If, if WWE was doing a good job with her, she'd be a bigger star right now than she was a year ago. And she was definitely a bigger star a year ago than she yes. is now. Yes, I agree. Yeah, so uh, it happened. Then went out to the ring for a tag match. Ronda and Natalia versus Sasha and Bailey. Sasha and Bailey picking up the win. Sasha standing way tall after uh, doing the bank statement on Natalia. So, Raj, if your uh, booking predictions are correct, this pretty much guarantees... Uh, Rhonda's retaining. Uh, I I, I want to believe, Matt. I want to believe there's you know a slight else? chance of a swerve, something. Yeah, um, yeah. I guess this is the first time I think she's. Well, I guess it would be the second time she's kind of lost in a way um, because she lost that triple threat. You know, the Money in the Bank when Alexa Bliss cashed in on and pinned Nia Jax. But um, did you guys notice? Did your screens uh, go dark? No. No. So the screens went, the TVs, there was like a, a two seconds of uh, black. that it, it went to black for like two seconds. And uh, Sasha had a little marriage, uh, marriage, a wardrobe malfunction oh. where her pants got pulled down. So they, they shut off the TV feed for a second. What do you mean her pants got pulled down? Uh, I think uh, Natalia was like... Uh, you know, pulling her so, down or something. Sunset flipping or something. Yeah, something like that. And her her rear got exposed. So, ooh, Roger's excited. <laughs> anyway, that's that's why. So, if people are wondering why it went black. <clears throat> Interesting. Um. Yeah. So they got that win. We'll see what happens. They've been talking a lot of trash on Twitter against one, one another, bringing up the four horsewomen, which, I mean, I don't know. Maybe at the Rumble. How many women have announced for the Rumble so far? I mean, I think we'll see uh, Duke and Shafir, maybe. Ooh. They're really green. That, that's their last names, right? Did I, did I get that right? Do I remember it? Desmond Duke and uh, Marina Shafir. There you go. Yes, Who the I hell do. are they? Two of the four horsewomen. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's pathetic. I didn't know that. Most of, I think most people don't. I, I, I don't think they're going to do the four horsewomen. Look, no one knows 
three of them. <laughs> so why, you know, Ronda Rousey's bigger star, more effective as a singles than, than doing that match. I mean, maybe they do it on a B show or something, but It'll, it hurts Ronda big time. I think so. Yeah. It's just putting her in with people that no one knows. Yeah. Uh, so final thoughts on raw. And then do we want to quickly run down the rumble card before we take it home here? Yeah, we could quickly go down and go through it. Cool. Matt, what'd you think tonight? So you're more, are you more or less excited for Sunday after tonight? Less excited. Okay. Raj? Same here. Yeah, I'm about as excited. I'm, I'm just sort of hoping for some surprises. Um, so, it of is, course. It just okay. does not feel like a, a go-home show for the second biggest show of the year. I yeah. am excited to see if there's a surprise entry in the Rumble. Yeah. And the Royal yeah. Rumble is almost always fun. So Matt, you're you're planning on being here for the podcast Sunday. You're not going to be on a flight to Phoenix. Me, you ruined it. Now I can't <laughs> go do it. Thanks a lot. You cost me my next big chance. Thanks, buddy. Hey, in 2012, <laughs> seven years ago, right? Seven years ago was when it was going to happen, right? 14. 2014. Wow, that recent. That's crazy. I because I haven't heard. Did it go further than that? Did they talk about what your first storyline back was going to be? No, no. Hmm. Just uh, I'd be redebut at the Rumble, and we'll take it from there. Hmm, interesting. Um, and you walked away from it all, man. Yeah, gladly. Not because I didn't like it. I loved it. I didn't think I'd be doing that and saying no, that's for sure. Um, but the birth of a child, man, it changes everything. It just does. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, of course, Sunday we have the men's Royal Rumble match, the women's Royal Rumble match. What surprises? Any predictions you guys want to make about who we might see as an entrant in either match? I kind of, I don't, I can't, nothing seems very predictable. Although now you talk about Seth Rollins, that does seem kind of predictable. I don't know. I really don't know. Yeah. I guess I mean, that should be exciting in itself, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I know Nakamura was one of the favorites to win last year, but I don't think a lot of people thought he was going to actually win. Uh, I think a lot of yes. people thought it was going to be Roman Reigns. So it was kind of a surprise. That. I liked last year's finish a lot. Yeah. So. Um, you know, maybe they will go with the SmackDown guy winning the Rumble. Um, again, I'm just trying to picture who it would be. Ooh. Yeah. You know, maybe Lars Sullivan makes Ooh. a surprise entrance on Sunday. I'd be down for that. That's cool. I mean, maybe that's why they've been so quiet. I don't know. Uh, I'd like to see KO come back, maybe. Oh, I'd love to see Samoa Joe win it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Samoa Joe would be good. He's kind of in a feud with Mustafa Ali, but... You know, well, he, who knows? He needs, he needs to go away from that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, Kevin Owens, uh, the, the word right now is that he will not be back until after WrestleMania. Oh, wow. my God. I forgot to tell you guys. I was at the Performance Center a while, like uh, a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'd seen him uh, getting rehab done. He looks awesome. Yeah, he's lost a ton of weight. He looks really, really. You guys are going to be pretty blown. I think you guys will be blown away. He looks really good. Yeah, we have some pictures on the site of him from like a week ago. And he's, he showed his tattoo? He showed his tattoo? Uh, no. What was the tattoo of? I don't know, but it's like damn near his whole arm. It looks pretty dope. He, huh. looks, he looks really good, man. I couldn't, it was really impressive. He looked great. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Maybe which Bray is, Wyatt? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I, I, pick, I pick Rollins, so that's my pick to win. I'm Matt, on the spot, who do you, who do you pick? Drew. Drew? Glenn? I don't know. Um, I mean, I think uh, maybe Mustafa Ali, if they're going to do what? something really. Yeah, why not? Okay. There was talk about him getting something else with Daniel Bryan. 
Yeah, that would be. I would not see that coming. So he seems more like an armbar winner, though, than Mania. Like Mustafa, I could see Mustafa winning the Dre this year. The the what? The Andre. Oh yeah, yeah, I could see that. The one. Dre. <laughs> <laughs> oh my good god. All right, what's next? Uh, so in the Women's Royal Rumble, which of the legacy women didn't appear last year? Because I feel like they're going to have a real need to... I feel like they all did. Yeah, that's the thing. They kind of burned through them last year. The only one they didn't bring out, and they should have, was Tara or, or uh, Lisa Marie. What's her name? Oh, yeah, Ivory. Victoria in WWE. Oh, yeah, Victoria. Um, Who else is there? Jazz, but she's with the NWA. Uh, no. Who else? Wendy Richter, maybe. <laughs> I, I don't see them doing that. Yeah, Victoria. Uh, Victoria would be cool. She says she's uh, retiring this year, so that'd be a cool surprise. Yeah, it would. Yeah, Eve Torres. Someone's bringing up in the chat. Oh, okay. Molina. Eva. <laughs> Molina. Um, yeah. Um. Then we got uh, Rusev versus Shinsuke Nakamura for the United States Championship. Matt, what do you think? Does Rusev retain? Nakamura. Oh, they flip it back. Raj, how about you? I think Rusev. I think he, it's been too too recent for him winning it. Yeah. Uh, Cesaro and Sheamus, the bar versus Co-Besties, the Miz and Shane McMahon for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. Matt? This is an obvious Shane and, and Miz all day. They're going to have so many great uh, skits and segments going forward as tag champs. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I got to go with that too, Miz and Shane. Yeah, okay. What about Ronda Rousey uh, defending against Sasha Banks? I think we're all in agreement that Ronda's going to do this. Do you think there'll be any unpredictable way that this win happens? I would like to see it. I will, I, geez, I love Sasha Banks, so I'd love to see that, but it ain't happening. Yeah, I think maybe, well, what's that? Uh, go ahead. If not for the women's tag belts coming, I would say Bailey turns on Sasha and calls Sasha the winner. Right. Yeah. Uh, but I think they're going to go right into the tag program. After that's this. what I think. Um, I think uh, I think this match could be it could possibly steal the show. I'll say it that could, it could potentially has a yeah. And Finn and Brock too. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. Either of those because he it could easily steal the show. What about Oscar versus Becky Lynch, Matt? How do you think that works out? Becky, hope so. Yeah, I mean, if they the match, have, then it has to be interference because Becky is not getting her shoulders pinned. That ain't happening. Yeah, I don't see that either. It seems like that'd be a mistake. Oh, I just figured it out how they could do this for the triple threat of Mania. Becky wins the championship. Ronda retains. Charlotte wins the Rumble and says, "I get to challenge a champion. How about I challenge you both?" Ooh, oh, I like that. Yeah, we could do that. I dig that a lot, actually. That sets it up perfectly for WrestleMania. So, All right, Clint. I like that idea. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles. Oh, I cannot wait to see. Okay, that is something I cannot wait to see. Okay, so yeah. Yeah, uh, that's another one. I don't know. I don't know what the future. I don't know. You guys know all the spoilers. I don't. Like, what's the next setup for Daniel Bryan? You guys know? There's no obvious choice right now. Because isn't a mania match? I, I thought they were trying to get to. Isn't AJ? I thought AJ would take the title back off of him at Mania. So AJ has a crowning achievement of winning the title at Mania under his belt. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know. Now they're giving him this match at the Rumble months in advance. I don't know. 
Who's Randy Orton feuding with right now? Jeff Hardy? No, that, that kind of ended. No. I mean, that ended a while ago. Jeff Hardy was feuding with Samoa Joe. Um, I mean, they could have Orton be put into like a triple threat with Daniel Bryan and and AJ Styles. Or AJ yeah. wins and defends against Orton. Orton's always kind of their go-to guy when they need a, a big star to kind of fill in the spot. Okay. I don't know. Uh, the Cruiserweight Championship is going to be a fatal four-way. Buddy my, my, my pick's Daniel Bryan, just oh, by the way. Okay. <clears throat> my pick is Daniel Bryan. Buddy Murphy defends against Akira Tozawa, Hideo Itami, and Callisto. Nice to see Hideo getting a prominent match. Uh, well, the guys, the champions, he'll keep it. Buddy? Yeah. Buddy. Yeah. Uh, and then lastly, Brock Lesnar versus Finn Balor, the man, not Finn Balor, the demon. Okay, well, uh, Brock. Yeah. Yeah. Brock, Lesnar. but I think, it'll, I think it'll be a really good match. I think it'll be similar to... AJ and Brian, where Brock dominates for a while, and then you know Finn gets a, you know a lucky shot in, hurts him, and then it turns into an awesome match. Yeah. Well, of course, we'll be back here Sunday night immediately after the Royal Rumble goes off the air. We'll also be back here Saturday night after NXT Takeover, and of course tomorrow night after SmackDown. So it is going to be you're going to be seeing a lot of us over the next seven days, folks, here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Uh, Matt, anything you want to plug before we take this home? Yeah, guys, go check out my Twitter page. Uh, there's a there's a, a homeless family of a boy a boys school I went to go speak at about anti bullying. Kept in contact with his family. Unfortunately, found out that they've uh, fallen on hard times. Fell behind rent one month. It was enough to get him oh, evicted. Wow. They're living out of a van, guys. Good people. Good kid with autism. Uh, sky's the limit for his his future. And I just like to see him back in a their family back in a house. Those have already contributed. Thank you. But there's a GoFundMe page on my Twitter account that will link you to there. Just scroll down a couple of my tweets and you'll see it. Um, it says that they've hit their goal, but that we, we we set a very low goal, to be honest. So those of you that can help contribute, guys, five bucks, anything matters. So please help me out. Thanks, guys. Absolutely. And that's BP Matt Morgan on Twitter. Uh, Raj, anything to watch for on the site? Fan, tons of tons of interviews as always. We got Sean Waltman this week talking about his Rumble experiences. Uh, we got Goldust and and uh, there's just tons of tons and tons of interviews that we got. So uh, keep checking it out. DDP. Uh, so yeah, awesome. Hey guys, uh, oh, yeah. Scarlett Bordeaux also we got an interview with Scarlett Bordeaux this week. Drop it on the site. Hey guys, really quick, I'll repost that on my Twitter so it's like first on my page so you guys can see the link. Yeah, you can still pin it, pin it to the top. Yeah. Okay. Sounds great. Um, I'm Glenn Rubenstein. You can find me on Twitter at Glenn Rubenstein, where I tweet along with SmackDown Raw and WWE pay-per-views. And yeah, we'll see you back here tomorrow night on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Until then, take care.